It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to the PowerMizzou.com podcast. This week, we are switching tracks just a little bit. It is, despite the fact it's 21 degrees outside today, almost Missouri baseball season here. And Brian and I are happy to have new head coach. Well, not quite new anymore, but first-year head coach, Steve Beezer. Join us. Steve, how you doing today? Very well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, I, I guess first off, you all, uh, you know, it's been a few months. Do you feel like you're settled in and, and ready to actually go play some baseball here pretty soon? Yeah, I believe that, uh, you know, at, at myself, uh, I'm settled and, and feel like it's, you know, we're time for baseball season and, and our staff has settled in very well. And, and uh, I think our players are, are slowly adjusting to, you know, kind of, what we want from them from a daily basis and a consistency level. And, and you know, things are exciting. We're, we're less, you know, we're, we're just a, a touch over a week from opening up. And I think there's a lot of excitement starting to buck, you know, around the baseball complex here. Yeah. Just eight days away. It's Eastern Michigan. And uh, can you just kind of let fans know, I mean, I know you probably started, uh, started at least indoor practice or whatever in early January. Just what have the guys been doing for the last month or so? Yeah, we've, we've, and getting after it pretty hard, um, you know, the, the, the regular practice se- session opens up on January 15th and you got a little window there of a, of a couple weeks where you can, you can put in an eight hour week. And, and it, it, it's always tough there because when you come back from the break, you're ready to go and you, you want to get full fledged into baseball. But, you know, every, every division one program gets uh, three, three weeks before they open up. So on, on the 27th of January, we opened up with our full team practice and we're in our 20 hour week and uh, we get after it six days a week and, and really put in the, the work that we feel feels necessary and, and been, been pleased. I think, you know, the biggest thing that, that we talk about is a process and making sure that we're improving each day and, and, uh, and learning our system. And I think that, that we've made some good strides there and, and, uh, you know, we, we still got a ways to go, but we'll, we've been pleased with, with the early work. Coach, you spend uh, the first few weeks on the road. How, how do you work with the kids, getting them ready for that, just jumping right out and, and being gone for a while? Yeah, I, I mean, that's all we, you know, sometimes it's nice to get away. Uh, we, we've been kind of locked up right here, but just kind of getting out on the road and, and uh, getting to know each other as a team a little bit more when, when you got to, you got a roommate on the road and, and the whole team's in the same place for, you know, on, and we leave here on Wednesday and you're there in Florida for five straight days with the team. I think that that can definitely help uh, a team gel and, and uh, really, you know, that, that team chemistry that you're looking for. And, you know, our, our goal and my goal as, as the leader of the program is trying to get this team in, in more situations where, you know, these first five days that we're really going to unite as a team and, and do a lot of team activities from, from eating team meals to just always being present with one another and, and, and trying to build things uh, in the program that as we know that we need here. We need to we need to be a solid offense. We need to be a solid defense. And and being able to, to rely and trust on the guy next to you, and I think that can happen on road trips and we get an opportunity for the first couple of weeks to, to be on the road together. So I, I kind of like the way that shakes out. I've got to imagine as a first-year head coach stepping in somewhere where you've got a pretty much consensus All-American and possible top-10 pick next year uh, pitching for you on Friday nights is, is a pretty good feeling. Uh, how, how important is Tanner Houck to you this year, and then how do you feel about your your pitching staff beyond him? 
yeah, I mean, it's it's her. It's it's quite a luxury to have a Tanner House on your on your roster and, and know that uh, you know what you're getting uh, from him every single week. You can look at you know his track record, and he you know he's been a he's been a number one type guy uh, in the weekend rotation for for a while, and you know that's that's where we plan on using him at the start of the season off on a Friday night, and and we know how tough once we get into conference play how how difficult it is to win. Uh, opening game because you know the the other teams putting a guy just like Tanner out there. So with Tanner, it, it's we've had an opportunity to see him. Uh, he, he had a he had the entire fall off, and we've had him uh, basically building up to being day one starter and, and being able to throw ninety plus pitches on opening day. But you know the one thing that I've seen is, is Tanner's got to continue to to improve and be able to get deeper uh, in the games and, and not, he's, he's got such uh, devastating stuff that it's hard sometimes for his pitch count, not to jump up high because he's racking up, racking up strikeouts or guys just fouling balls off and getting deep in the counts. And we look up and he's got 80 pitches and, you know, we, we haven't even got to the fifth inning. So that's a concern that you have because we really need him to, uh, to eat up innings. And, and I think as, as we continue to work and, and progress him through the season and, and learn how to get deep in the games consistently, it definitely will help uh, the rest of our pitching staff. But you know, when when we shake it down, we we really like uh, feel like we've got a good mix of arms there. And uh, if you just simply go by results and and uh, how guys look, a guy like Cole Bartlett has really stepped up and, and uh, he's, he's throwing the ball better than anybody on the staff at this time. So we're we're excited to see what he can do and. We've got some plans for him early uh, in the season of, of how we're going to use him, but you know, he, he definitely stacks up there as a guy that's at the top of uh, top of the ability that we have in our pitching staff. But you know, newcomers such as Tolkien, uh, Andy Tolkien, who's a junior college transfer, is, is really mixed right in the mix of that weekend rotation, and then a true freshman and TJ Stickham. Those guys, those are guys that's been really pleasant surprises, and looks like they can eat up some innings this year. And then we've got our guys that are holdover guys, you know, the, the Michael Plasmeyer who pitched on weekends and and uh, a, a true strike thrower and very consistent uh, to go along with the Liam Carter and uh, you know all those guys have really kind of shown that they've made, they've taken a step forward and, and continue to improve on the mound and you know the whole wild card for the pitching staff is uh, Bryce Montiokas and he. Uh, He's he's shown some really good signs. With there's no doubt about uh, his stuff. His stuff is, is you know plenty good to compete at this level. We just need to see more consistency as a strike thrower from him. But you know when we put all that together and you, when you think about a three game series on a weekend and and if those guys can continue to press and throw the ball like they're capable of throwing, we feel like we can we can compete every single weekend on the mound. In in recent history, coach, I think most people look at Missouri and think of the pitchers they've put out and the pitching staff maybe was always a little bit ahead of the the hitters. Uh, I mean, look, after a few weeks of practice, where where do you feel like you're at with your hitters going to this season? I think we made uh, good strides and, you know, some of the things that we talk about is is just being an offense and, um, you know, not, not being an individual hitter of nine individual hitters there, but, but understanding how to be an offense. And I think that's, uh, something that that we've had some success at, at Southeast of creating that mindset of the, that it's nine guys working together and, and not a bunch of individuals just going up the hit. So I, I've seen great strides there and guys understanding, you know, the game and understanding how uh, to set the hitter up behind them to 
to make it an easier at bat for that guy. But, you know, I think what you'll see is you'll see uh, nine guys working together, uh, trying to trying to score runs and not just, you know, relying on one guy in our lineup. But, you know, overall we've seen, you know, we've seen good strides from guys that, that were expecting to have good bounce back years, the guys that, you know, had a, had an opportunity as a, as a freshman to come in and get some, some of that and, and then kind of had a down, down year last year, but, you know, we need, we need those guys to step up and, you know, the Trey Harris and, and Brett Bond and, and all those guys that scuffled a little bit last year, we need to see, you know, some, some better results from them. But I think just having a process and just having an offensive identity, it will, it will truly help them be, be more successful this year. So, uh, we, we still have good competition in a lot of different spots, so it, it'll be uh, interesting to see how it all shakes out on day one, and then it'll be nice to see us compete against somebody uh, other than our, our own pitchers. If, you know, you, you keep doing this day after day, and uh, you know, pitchers get used to the hitters, hitters get used to, to the pitchers, and, and it's sometimes hard to see exactly what you have. But um, you know, I feel like we got a chance to, to be more competitive on the offensive side, and and uh, you know, just kind of excited to, to get going against somebody other than ourselves. Talking with Missouri head baseball coach Steve Beezer. And, Coach, you mentioned earlier a couple of the junior college kids. Uh, but by what I was looking at, you brought in seven JUCO kids in year one. How much of that is just, hey, your program needing to establish your program, and, and these are guys that, that you need to contribute right away? Yeah, I think that that's really what we need is we need guys that can step in and contribute right away. And uh, what you know, what I truly felt and still feel is that we've got to create more competition uh, on our roster and and be too deep at every position and, and really having, you know, those two guys just tooth and nail every single day fighting out who's going to get the everyday at bats and, and who's going to fall into the role play and and uh, have to play a role. And, and I think that's something that uh, we've got to do a better job of, of, of getting that depth on our roster that, that we truly need. But what what we've been able to do is take some of the junior college guys and take some uh, of the guys that's been here and, and try to make them more versatile. So, you know, we may have one guy that it's not a starter, but he's capable of, of playing a couple different positions and really put pressure on, on, on our entire team to show up every single day and make sure that they're, they're focused and locked in and, and um, just creating a more competitive environment, you know, in-house where we can be more competitive. Uh, once we step out and start playing the opposition. Fans and media are obviously familiar with the recruiting process and, you know, college football, college baseball, where, or basketball, I'm sorry, where you're going and chasing these kids, and, hey, you know they're going to be here next year. It, can you just kind of talk to us about the challenges of recruiting in baseball where you want to recruit high-level guys, but if, you were, if you're recruiting guys that are too high-level – they're going to get drafted out from underneath you and, and never show up on your campus. I mean, what's that balance like when you go out on the road? Uh, that's a very tough balance. That's something that we discuss daily. And, and uh, you know, there, there's no perfect science behind it. It's, it's, you want to get the best guys out there, but when, when you go out and, and you sign that guy, you also know that there, it, there's a good likelihood that uh, you, you're going to have to re-recruit him to get him to come to school as opposed to taking his opportunity in a draft and, you know, I feel like we're going to run into that quite a bit uh, in this this 2017 class that'll be here next year. Uh, we've got some guys that we we're expecting to come in and, and be you know key contributors and help 
help really provide that depth that we were talking about earlier, but it's, it's an uncertainty of whether or not they'll actually show up on campus. And I think a lot of times the balance of knowing, you know, we want all of our juniors, the Brett Bonds and Trey Harris's to have huge years. And if that happens, we know that those are guys that are, that are going, to, going to leave our program a year earlier. And, and how do you cover that and, and, and make sure that you don't end up in, you know, once you, once you get into July and all of a sudden you've got holes to fill because the draft came in and, and uh, took some of your guys uh, and and some of your recruits, there's just not that level of player out there that late in the year to, to be able to bring in. So it, it's such a it's such a challenge. And I think you know, like you know, the SEC caliber player, most of those guys coming out of high school are are uh, very likely to, to be draft guys as well. So it's it's trying to find in the recruiting process is the young man that that his family's very big on his education, that he's talking that he's big on his education, and that's going to be a priority um, for them. And, and that's that's hard to find sometimes. Missouri's not on the level maybe of uh, the state of Missouri, not on the level of, say, the southern states like Florida, Arizona, Texas for high school baseball, but it seems like Kansas City and St. Louis in particular produce some high-level le- players at the high school level. How, how do you guys balance looking – in state and who you want to add from Missouri and, and then going out and looking for guys um, out there in other places. I, it, to me, it all has to start in state. I mean, I, we've got to, we've got to be able to keep the top players in the state of Missouri uh, here at Missouri. I think that, the, you know, and that that's been a huge challenge for us. And, and usually the top players in your state's going to have other options in, in the SEC. So the SEC conference doesn't sell that player we've got to we've got to start number one we know that we've got to win to be able to, to get those guys to come here and I think there's such a sense of pride if you can if you can keep an in-state kid in in state then there, there's that pride level and, and just a little extra gear that uh, on a guy that's already has extremely uh, high ceiling to to advance but you know we got to go out and we got to sell uh we got to sell the fact that we're going to develop players here, and we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to be a winning program. But, you know, once we don't get those top-level players in the state, then we we really have to have a, a good philosophy and on where 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 are those areas that we can be um, that we can kind of be a first-choice type school for for some of those players. And, and we know that Midwest is somewhere we've got to be pretty solid, but uh, we, we've also you know we've been pretty good in Texas and. And uh, historically, been good in Texas and California, and and those are some states that we also have to, to really, really be heavy on. But you know, it's a it's we've got guys here that work really hard from a recruiting perspective, and and we just got to basically cover every every player out there, and and we're going to recruit towards our needs, and and that that's when we've been you know been been really successful and been, been able to fill those needs and holes and be able to predict where those holes are going to be uh, based on the draft, based on, you know, our current players or how, how they're developing. So it, it, it's ever challenging, that's for sure. But, you know, the state of Missouri is really, really crucial for us to start uh, dominating and being good on the crew side. I want to finish up with just a couple kind of big picture questions for you, Coach. And, and you talked a lot about the SEC there. I mean, when when Missouri joined the SEC five years ago, a, a lot of people said Missouri football was jumping into the deep end of the pool. 
And, and I said, if that was the case, I think Missouri baseball is like almost jumping into the ocean. I mean, this league is, I think more than any other sport, the strength of this league is probably baseball. I mean, how, how difficult is it and how big a challenge is it to build a program up from, you know, the, the lower half to the upper half of this league? You know, I, I feel like it, it's super challenging, and, and I, I totally agree with you. I think from a baseball perspective that this league is uh, a very dominant league, and 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 there's big challenges, and, and you know, where we have to start, and, and this has kind of been every place that I've been, it, it's about the player development. Um, you know, the, the five-star recruits, it, it's hard to, uh, you know, attract that type of guy, you know, from the from a football perspective and, and definitely from, you know, from a baseball perspective. But I think in baseball, the one thing that that's nice about baseball is physically, we don't have to match up uh, physically with the guys on the opposing team. And, and we have to have a system and we have to be able to develop them within the system. And I, and I think we all know in baseball that any team can match up with any other team and on a given day, knock them off. But I think some of the other sports, when you talk about football and, those physical sports, it's, it's, by the time you get through four quarters in football, the, the most talented team typically is going to be able to win that game. But I think you can have strategy. I think that you can you can have a system that that allows you to, to overachieve and compete. And I think that's something that, that we really got to hang our hat on and 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 know what we're up against and 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 really be consistent uh, day in and day out. To, at the end of the year, we can look back and say that that was a success, and we know we're going to run up. Some days we're going to run up against the teams in the SEC that are deeper in the bullpen. It's going to be a huge challenge. They're going to be deeper on uh, being able to make choices uh, throughout the course of a game from an offensive standpoint that, that we don't have the luxury right now. But uh, we we truly feel like that you know it's a mountain that we can climb. Uh, but it but it also it, it probably will take a little bit of time. Yeah, last thing, just uh, facilities are, are big talk here on campus. Obviously, the softball stadium's going up, football stuff. Um, I remember talking to Coach Jamison a couple years ago, and he said, we got to decide if we're going to dump a bunch of money into into what we have or if we should start over and build a new complex. I know one of the things you really wanted was turf at Simmons Field, which you're going to get. Um, what, where does Missouri baseball need to go to, to help you guys out on the – the recruiting trail with with the facilities and also just with making this a kind of destination sport for for not only recruits but for your fan base. You know, I think we've addressed a few things, and, and to me, it was early on is what's you know to build a new stadium that that would be great. We know that uh, we know that we have to keep up with the rest of the SEC when we're going head to head with recruits because you know you can only sell. Um, your player development because other guys are, can develop players as well. And a lot of times when you're dealing with, with high school kids and the recruiting cycle just keeps going younger and younger, uh, they get caught up in, in stadiums and and the appearance of everything and, and sometimes overlook of the best opportunity for them. But uh, we were able to address some of the things that I felt we need from a player development standpoint. Uh, I think being able to get out on the field every single day and and not worry about tearing it up for the season and, and being able to use the turf. I think that can be an advantage for us and doing some of the other uh, innovative track man, looking at track man and, and the system and how to use that to help develop players better. All those things are, are great, but, you know, I, I totally agree with TJ. We got to decide, you know, what is that next step to try to, to keep us up there and, 
in the SEC and, and make this a choice that the people are, are going to be extremely excited about. And, 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 and like I said before, it all, it all comes back on, on our program. We've, we've got to make sure that uh, we're competing at a high level and, and people want to play here. And, hey, it can't hurt. Maybe you can go out, sit in the sun in left field, and have a beer this year. I mean, that, that can't hurt attendance. Well, I, I truly believe that there's, you know, when you when you look throughout the SEC, there, there's huge home field advantages. When you go back and look at the records of, of how these teams compete at home, uh, it, it, there's a reason. And it's that fan base that gets excited. It's hard, to, it's hard to go into some of those menus and play. But also, whenever you're able to feed off the adrenaline that's in, you know, at the stadium, it, it, it's a totally different ball game. And, you know, what I've heard from some of the players that are here currently, and it's it's a little depressing, but they like going on the road because of the atmosphere, because of the excitement in the park. And and I think that's something that, uh, you know, we're, we're paying attention to. We, we want to get the community sport, and we want to make this, uh, you know, we want to make this a sport at the University of Missouri that people are excited to come out and watch and, and uh, put a good product on the field. And, and I think, uh, you know, with, with having different options at the ballpark for our fans, it, it, it's, it's going to bring more people out and, and uh, you know, hoping and praying for some good weather as well, which, which will also help bring people out. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited to get the season going. I'm excited to see, you know, uh, how well we can do from a fan perspective and, and how exciting we can be uh, from a program for people to really buy in and just get excited about Mizzou baseball. All right, well, Coach, appreciate your time today. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. Bring some of the weather back with you from Fort Myers next week, if you would. Uh, we will try. I'm sure we'll feel a little spoiled. Yeah. All right, thanks a lot, Steve. Have a thanks, good catch. Uh-huh. Thank you. That is Steve Beezer, head baseball coach at Missouri, entering year one. And, you know, Brian, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I've talked about this with people over the years. Like, man, that's a tough job. Yeah. It, it was a tough job in the Big 12. But it's a – I don't want to say impossible, but like if you can get this baseball program into the upper half of the SEC, you are one hell of a coach. Right. When you're looking at competing with South Carolina, I mean, Florida, Mississippi State, there just so many good baseball, baseball programs in the SEC. He's definitely got his hands cut uh, full. And then, uh, I don't know, this is something that maybe we should have asked. The, the whole notion that fans have that those schools in the South that don't have professional baseball teams get more support because – they're the thing in the state and in Missouri. You got the Cardinals and the Royals pulling away interest. Yeah. I don't know if that's a real thing, if the staff of the university feels like that's a real thing or if that's just something fans talk about. I, I think it's a real thing. Um, now, I think some of those other places have minor league baseball, right. which isn't the same deal. But, you know, there a lot of the fans' devotion is to major league baseball during baseball season. But here's what I think Mizzou baseball needs to, to kind of uh, capitalize on and – Mizzou basketball really hasn't done it is your fan base has to come from around here. Like it mm-hmm. has to be the people in town. People aren't driving from Kansas city or St. Louis right. to come watch a college baseball game. Uh, at least not very, maybe on a Saturday or Sunday, maybe if you have this huge series, but for the most part, you've got to draw people from mid Missouri. You've got right. to get people excited. And I mean, the simple fact is I don't know how Missouri could justify pouring a bunch of money into a program that doesn't draw a thousand fans a game. Like they've got to find a way to get some people to the park and then the park can be nicer. And Hey, if beer does it like I'm, I, I kind of was joking about it and 
like I'll be honest, I'd rather have a, a beer at home before a game than go pay seven dollars for one. <laughs> yeah. But if that helps draw some people into a game, then hey, way to go. Maybe working with the uh, cities around, not just Columbia, but up to Mobley, down to Jeff City with the Little League and whatever high school programs. I don't, I'm sure they do some kind of stuff like that, get the ground roots interest going. If you can get the parents interested, then you never know, I guess. But, the, yeah, asking people to come in from St. Louis and Kansas City for a Friday night game, it's not very realistic. Yeah, I mean, you're in a league where there are 14 teams and – I would say a minimum of 12 of them expect the NCAA tournament every year. I mean, Kentucky's a pretty decent baseball program. Tennessee has been great at times. South Carolina, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's probably the best program in the country right now. And and I think Vanderbilt is the one that shows if you hire the right guy and if you devote some resources to it, it can be done because they were not good before Tim Corbin took over and – I, I've got a little experience there because my son went to Vanderbilt baseball camp I, I, two or three years. I can't remember. But, I mean, A, Tim Corbin's unbelievably impressive. They've got a really cool stadium. Uh, you know, they've got good facilities, and they have built that into the most, maybe the most consistent program in the country the last 10 years. Is there a stadium like Mississippi State, South Carolina, where it's holding 15,000 people? It, you it, don't think of Vanderbilt. It's not that big. Right. You don't think of Vanderbilt, even though they're a great program, having – that large of fan support. Yeah, it's not that big, but it butts right up against the basketball uh, gym. It's got like a 30-foot wall in left field. It looks like a big-time baseball stadium. Right. I've been to the baseball stadiums at Arkansas and South Carolina. They're huge. I mean, South Carolina's is ridiculous. They look like they look like minor league parks. Right. Missouri's looks kind of like Rockbridge, to be quite honest. I mean, it's a little nicer than that. I was just at the University of Iowa this last weekend, and Missouri's looks better than theirs, so there's that, I guess. Yeah, and look, weather's a problem. There, there are a ton of hurdles in, in front of this, and, and I have said it for five years. Like People talk about the leap in football. It's nowhere near what the leap in baseball was, and, and I think you heard it from Steve Beezer there. Hey, they need a bunch of JUCO guys. They need to get this thing off the ground. I, I wasn't going to ask him what's a realistic goal for right. your program this year because coaches don't answer that honestly they all have the same goal i don't think the ncaa tournament's probably a real realistic goal here fight your way up find a way to be you know ninth in the sec and then maybe you can get some kids and and like you said st louis and kansas city have good high school baseball i don't think it's great right but it's good uh you know cbc's got a hell of a program blue spring south has been really good yeah there there are some there's some high schools that can get you some players and and so I'm interested to see what they do. Um, you know, I mean, they, they have some alums, some some pretty – for a program that's been, I guess, middling, mm-hmm. they've got some pretty big-time names that have come right. out of this place. They just need to get more of them. Right, yeah. Guys like Ian Kinsler, Max Scherzer, I mean, you can go on a little bit longer than that. There's yeah. definitely some players out there that, yeah, they just need to see if these guys they got now can turn into those guys. All right, so we wanted to kind of take a, a little break from a hey, signing day's over. Basketball's basketball. Spring football's a month away. Yeah, they so, won. Yeah, they did win a game uh, and almost won two. They did almost not win quite two. Though. But, uh, you know, we, we understand, hey, we're not going to cover baseball, softball, wrestling every single day, but there are audience, there is an audience out there that is interested in it. So season starts next week. We want to have Coach Beezer on and, and give you guys a look at that, and we're certainly going to – 
get right back to hitting, recruiting, the end of the uh, basketball season, all that. Spring football coming up. So thanks for listening. We will be back, uh, I mean, I guess next Thursday, unless something happens between now and then. So thanks for listening. This is a PowerMizzou.com podcast. For Brian, I'm Gabe, and we'll talk to you next week.